Impact 89FM's own golf podcast. This is The Long Drive. Welcome into the Long Drive Impact 89 FM's own golf podcast. I'm your host, Grace Goodler, joined by my co-host, Jack Ladderman, and guests Nick Fardella and Tim Marshall. Like I said, this is our new golf podcast here on Impact 89 FM, so we'll just go ahead and start with a couple quick introductions, just what year you are at MSU, your favorite pro golfer at the moment, and your favorite event on the PGA Tour. I'll go ahead and start us off. Grace Goodlerick, obviously, I'm a junior here at MSU. My favorite pro golfer is Dustin Johnson, even though he is not on the PGA Tour. I'll always be Dustin Johnson's biggest fan wherever he plays. And my favorite event on the PGA Tour, as luck would have it, is this week, the World Golf Championships WGC Dell Technologies match play at the Austin Country Club. Favorite event on tour each year. Jack, what about you? Uh, I'm a sophomore here at MSU. My favorite pro golfer is Siwoo Kim. Uh, my favorite event, I I really do love the match play, um, and then the players as well, I love. I'm Nick, I'm a freshman here at Michigan State, my favorite pro golfers are Max Homa and Joel Damon, after watching Full Swing, I love Joel Damon, and I love the Masters because it's just historic. Uh, yeah, I'm Tim Marshall, uh, my favorite pro golfer at the moment, still Tiger Woods, one of the, the GOAT I'd say. And uh, favorite event is the U.S. Open. I went last year on Sunday, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, great event. Obviously won by Matt Fitzpatrick for his first major championship and uh, PGA Tour win. So now we'll just kind of go through a couple quick recaps of the Michigan State uh, men's and women's golf teams and uh, what's happening on the LPGA Tour as well. So the men, Michigan State men's golf team recently competed at the Johnny O. St. Simons Island, Georgia, finishing 11th out of 13 teams, uh, March 13th and 14th there at that tournament. Drew Hackett carded a 1-under-69 in the final round of the tournament to make his 54-hole score best for 18th place for the tournament. The team takes the rest of the month off, and they resume action Monday, April 3rd, and Tuesday, April 4th at the Red Hawk Invitational at Chambers Bay in University Place, Washington, which was the site of the 2015 U.S. Open, won by Jordan Spieth. And the MSU women's golf team will next see action this weekend, the 24th, 25th, and 26th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at the ASU Invitational at the Papago Golf Club in Phoenix, Arizona, which is also where the LPGA Tour is for the LPGA Drive-On Championship this Thursday through Sunday. They are at Superstition Mountain Golf and Country Club in Gold Canyon, Arizona. So now, moving on to the PGA Tour, which is going to be the breadth of our show here. There's just a, there's always news surrounding the PGA Tour. A lot of interesting stuff that happens besides the golf. So a couple of those news stories this week. Justin Thomas, one of the most popular best players on the planet, announced last week in a press conference at the Valspar Championship at Innisbrook in Palm Harbor, Florida, just north of Tampa, that he'll be skipping this week's World Golf Championships match play event. In order to prepare for the Masters, you know, he pretty much said that he doesn't really like the Austin Country Club. It doesn't suit his game. He's played it six times and has advanced out of the group stage one of those six times, missing the round robin five of the six. Guys, what do you make of that? Uh, I'm not real surprised by it, um, especially with the Masters coming up shortly. And Justin Thomas hasn't done well uh, in the past year. He says he hates the course. I'm not surprised by it. Um, And the field's so strong that I don't think it matters that much, so... Uh, not a bad move, I don't think. 
I agree. I don't think it's a bad move. If he doesn't like it, like, who cares? It's already a really strong course. And yeah, I mean, I agree. Just prepare for the Masters because that's more important than this, I think. Yeah, definitely. He's had some challenges here. It's a tough course. It's a very, it's kind of a gimmicky style where the best players don't always advance. You could run into, like, you could run into John Rahm and this, the round of 16 and then you're out and you play 16th where those two could possibly be the best players that week, but you don't really get rewarded for that. Right, yeah. It's always kind of a dark horse prevails type course. A lot of veterans play well. and no, Nobody's game really plays that well. So interesting move from Justin Thomas to skip the match play. And that moves us on to Fred Couples, a 1992 Masters champion. Last week in an interview with the Hogue Classic, before that uh, event on the PGA Tour Champions, he was given an interesting question in an interview about the Live Tour, and some subsequent comments that he made on it were pretty funny. You know, he pretty much said that uh, God be with anybody who is willing to pay Phil Mickelson $200 million to go out and shoot 74 and 75 in a 54-hole no-cut tour event. And he pretty much he called him a nutbag, and he also called out Sergio Garcia and called him a clown, who's also a champion at August National, so that champion's dinner should be pretty fun in a couple of weeks. And he also said that Will Zalatoris, the, the newcomer on the PGA Tour, rookie of the year a couple of years ago, turned down $130 million, not once, but twice, to go to the Saudi-backed Live Circuit. Guys, you, you think it's a bad look for the Live Tour to have one of golf's all-time greats and Fred Couples pretty much bashing your tour? I do, but I don't think they care. Um, I think we would agree most of the stuff they do is a bad look. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised that it happened. It was kind of what a lot of people probably wanted to say, and he just decided to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I mean, I don't think they care. They do whatever they want. Don't agree with half the stuff they do, but whatever. But I think it takes the volume of Zalatoris for not taking that money, though. Yeah, I mean, Liv is just there. They're going to live. Liv is going to live, live their life, I guess. Uh, they're, they haven't been too popular with uh, public opinion recently, and I, I don't expect that to change. Yeah, it's it's everybody's really kind of – it's a very divisive issue when you when you bring up the Liv tour around anybody. You know, some guys are really into it. Some guys really aren't. But, you know, the Justin Thomas and the Jordan Spieths of the world, the Will Zalatoris now, you know, pledging their allegiance to the PGA Tour really lo- looks really good for a lot of different people out there, whether you agree with it or not. So that moves us on speaking of Jordan Spieth, who played – phenomenally this last week at the Valspar championship. He was one of those guys that was in, in the run, in the running for it all the way up until the 18th hole on Sunday, you know, him, Adam Shank, a couple other big names, Webb Simpson, Tommy Fleetwood looking for that first elusive PGA tour title was all the way in it. However, none of them prevailed due to Taylor Moore shooting 67, four under in the final round to capture his first PGA tour title Moves him to ninth in the FedEx Cup standings. It's his first PGA Tour win, which also earns him an invitation to Augusta National in a couple weeks. And the FedEx Cup standings with him moving to nine, the top three still stay the same with John Rahm, Max Homa, and Scotty Scheffler maintaining a firm grip on the top of those standings. You know, it was an action-packed last 18 holes between Adam Shank, Jordan Spieth. You know, there are a couple other big names in there. Guys, what were you excited to see? Who do you think played well? Who didn't play well last week? Uh, I was really excited with Fleetwood's uh, first three rounds. Um, last round, he melted pretty hard. I, I had bet on him, played him in DFS. Um, so I was really happy for the most part. He hit a top 10, um, but his last round was, was pretty poor. Um, so I was both happy and disappointed, I think, throughout the week for 
Fleetwood. I was happy to see that Jordan Spieth did like really good until like the last round, but you know, but Adam Schneck played really well too. So, yeah, Jordan Spieth, he, he had a shot to win back nine. He was tied for the lead, made a bogey, and then he was two back. He had he had a couple shots, but the putter just it's it isn't Jordan Spieth as a vintage putter. It's kind of been cold the last two or three months and hopefully he can regain that before Augusta yeah you know and he went on his his tear through the majors in 2015 winning two of them finishing second at the other two which was kind of unheard of PJ Tour player of the year FedEx Cup champion you know that the main stalwart of his game that entire year was just how well he was able to putt and, and how well he, he was able to really kind of maintain himself on the golf course and not really stray away from playing good golf and you know we've seen that he can be a little shaky and over the last few years and you know this year he's kind of regaining some form but also looked like he was going to lose it a little bit there on the beginning of the back nine so guys who were some guys that played this last week in the Valspar that just really underperformed guys that you thought were really just surefire making the cut maybe some past champions that we we threw in there who'd you have uh definitely not a past champion but Akshay um, coming off his Puerto Rico second place, I was really high on him coming in. Um, and he started really hot and then just absolutely melted for his last maybe 25 holes. Um, so that was disappointing. I thought Trez Revy was going to make the cut, and like he was only one stroke behind, so obviously pretty disappointing. Adam Hadwin, he had a good first round. I believe it was three under. He was like around top 10, and then Friday morning he just started off slow, made a couple of doubles, bad bogeys. And he uh, ended up missing the cut by a couple of strokes. Yeah, you know, and Adam Hadwin, 2017 champion at the Valspar for his first PGA Tour victory. He was definitely one of those guys that kind of underperformed throughout the week. And, I mean, Innisbrook is another one of those courses where the game, the, the, your game doesn't really matter. You know, we've, we've seen a multitude of different winners win at, at Innisbrook, you know. And uh, he was one of those guys, and also Brian Harmon, kind of the same style same, really accurate, good short game, good driver of the golf ball. Really underperformed at uh, at Innisbrook this week. So looking for a little bit more out of Brian Harmon. He's been playing pretty well the last couple weeks. Maybe he can continue it this week at the match play. But before we get to the match play, this is one of those rare weeks on the PGA Tour where there are two events, an alternate field event called the Corrales Puticana Championship is taking place simultaneously to the WGC Deltec match play in Austin, Texas. The defending champion this week at the Punta Cana Championship is Chad Ramey. He triumphed last year for his first PGA Tour win. In addition to him, some other big names, former PGA Tour winners that are in the field this week include Joel Damon, the Netflix star with full swing, really cool guy to watch, 2021 champion there. Ryan Brem, the only Michigan State grad who is playing on the PGA Tour, Tyler Duncan, Jim Herman, Eric Van Royen, and Richie Wierenski are also some former PGA Tour winners who are in the field this week. The winner receives 300 FedEx Cup points. It's not a full allotment of FedEx Cup points, which is 500 for a normal event. However, the guys that didn't qualify for the WGC match play, you know, this is a super valuable week for them. Like, they can kind of make a, make a real move in the FedEx Cup standings this week with a win or a top 10, whatever it is. And it takes place at the Corrales Golf Course in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, 7,620 yards. It's a beast of a course on the shores of the Caribbean Sea, so the wind obviously is going to be a factor. It's one of the longest courses on tour each year. You know, a lot of big names, a lot of kind of dark horse 
slept on guys on the PGA Tour. What are you guys excited for this week? Uh, I'm excited for your least favorite golfer, Akshay. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to come back well. I also, Glee Glick and Dylan Wu, I really like this week. Um, and I'm just excited. It's a fun tournament to watch with the landscape, too. Um, beautiful area. So, yeah, it's 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 a really fun one to just have on in the background, and you take a look, and it's just amazing outside. Yeah, so. it's paradise. I mean, yep. who, who wouldn't want to play golf there, you know, right. all the time? So, what do you got, Nick? I'm excited to watch Joel Damon. Hopefully he can win with, like, not a lot of Notre a lot of like notoriety guys in this, and just to, I decided to watch the course because it's like out in the Caribbean. It's gonna be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Matt Wallace. He we all saw his uh, blow up at Valspar on Saturday. Still came away with a T seven. Hopefully, he can improve on that and uh, win next week. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny with the his implosion on eighteen on Saturday at the Valspar. Matt Wallace, you know, temper gets the best of some guys on the PGA Tour. Every week, you know, you don't always see it, but that was kind of highly publicized, and it all ended well. So Matt Wallace, Tim's pick to kind of maybe go far this week, and he's pretty excited to watch him. But also this week, the main event on the PGA Tour, the World Golf Championships Dell Technologies match play begins Wednesday instead of Thursday. The defending champion this year, Scotty Scheffler, who defeated Kevin Kisner 4-3 and in the championship match last year, it was part of his tear through the PGA Tour last year. He won four times in seven weeks, capped off with the Masters title at Augusta National, vaulting him to number one in the world. Should be fun to watch him this week. He's the number one seed returning fresh off of his win at the Players' Championship. It's a stacked field like it always is. Eight of the top nine in the official World Golf rankings are participating. The winner is receiving 550 FedEx Cup points. It's only 50 shy of what it is for a major it's a no-cut, guaranteed points and money event, so super valuable for the guys that are able to make it in the field. And, it, you know, it's a grueling week on the PGA Tour because it, it starts Wednesday. You play around Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you advance out of that group stage, then you play two rounds. You play 36 each day pretty much if, as you move on. So the winners – or the – excuse me, the top four guys that advance to the final four will end up playing seven rounds of golf, which is ungodly in five days. And it also takes place at Austin Country Club in Austin, Texas, par 71, 7,108 yards. It's a it's a really playable course. You know, you see a lot of guys that you've had the the Dustin Johnson. He he's won there. You know, the, the guys like him, the Long Bombers of the PGA Tour. He's won there. Jason Day's won there. Really long hitter. But you've also had Billy Horschel win there, and Kevin Kisner always plays well there. Matt Kuchar. So a, a really big mix of guys that can ultimately go out and play well and have a chance to win it. So, you know, the course is awesome, you know, right there along the river on the back nine especially. It's a great match play course. A lot of interesting groups, which we'll get to and here in a little bit. But what ultimately are you guys you guys just excited about this week? Uh, I'm excited just for the whole tournament uh, match play, just in general. Um, I'm really disappointed that this is possibly the last uh, match play tournament we're going to have in a while, but... I think it's really exciting and different, um, and like you kind of said, it's this course doesn't have one thing that you necessarily need to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's kind of like anyone can really can do well, and um, some of these random guys and some of these groups could end up in the final four, and we're gonna be like, how? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just what's awesome about it. I'm excited for the whole like layout of it because it's like March Madness, so it feels like a lot of like upsets yeah. could happen. The like, bracket's really fun. Yeah, 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 like a lot of like, oh, so this person can win the group. Like, who saw that coming? And um, yeah, it's just a lot of golf. Whoever wins, you know, is like a really good golfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I 
piggybacking off of that, I think one of the best parts is there's meaningful golf in the mornings. You can wake up and there'll be a match on the back nine with you oh, could possibly yeah, exactly. have like yep. Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay yeah. going oh, at it God, yeah. at just, like 10 in the morning. I think yeah. it's just a great thing to have. Just watch it all day long, Wednesday to, I mean, you can have this on, you can have basketball on, whatever other sports, but yeah, it's a great event to watch. It's super fun because it's just one-on-one match play. It's not a stroke play event where you just got guys playing playing against the field and they're just going out trying to shoot the best score. It's, it's one-on-one and, and it's real, which leads us to the groups. So the group stages are 16 groups of four guys a piece. It's a group play event until you get to Saturday, until you get to the weekend. So each player will play the other three guys in their group Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Each player plays one match Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The player with the most points advances to the round robin stage, which starts on Saturday morning and goes with 16, 8, 4, and then eventually a championship match on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Excuse me. So group one, Scotty Scheffler, Tom Kim, Alex Noren, Davis Riley. Obviously, you know, Scheffler defending this week, but Tom Kim won a couple times on the PGA Tour, burst onto the, onto the scene, played at the President's Cup last year. He was a fan favorite. Alex Noren obviously has a good track record of match play, played a couple Ryder Cups uh, with, for the European team. And Davis Riley, a newcomer. Who do you guys like to come out of Group 1? Um, although Scheffler is obviously going to be the popular pick, I love Tom Kim. Uh, his approach, his proximity numbers um, in my model I've run are perfection. Um, and he's got the young attitude, confidence, all that that I think takes uh, to win these three matches and get out. And I think, honestly, to make a bit of a run. Yeah, the, the confidence. like You, you just got to have the attitude this yep. week because yep. it's, a, it's a grind. It's, it's seven rounds of golf, which is ridiculous in, in five rounds or five days. Excuse me. So, Nick, who do you have? I think this is pretty easy. Scotty Shuffler is the number one golfer in the world. Yeah, I'll go with Scotty Shuffler as well. In Austin, uh, he's had a success before. I think he continues that this week. Yeah, you know, uh, Shuffler's the obvious pick. You know, he's on a tear coming off his win at the Players' Championship. I think Tom Kim and Alex Norton are also some pretty intriguing picks. But I will ultimately go with Scotty Shuffler, which re- leads us to Group 2, one of the most intriguing groups, John Rahm. Number two player in the world. He's a two seed in the tournament. Billy Horschel, the 2021 champion of the WGC Dell Tech match play. You have Keith Mitchell and the man who is trying to rebound his PGA Tour career coming back from what a lot of people considered him down and out. And that is Ricky Fowler, the 49th seed. Guys, who comes out of group two victorious? Uh, I think this is the hardest group. Um, And I believe I saw a stat only 30%. Um, over the last, I think it's seven years, has uh, 30% of the one seeds in each group has uh, made it out. Um, for that reason, I'm going to fade Rom here um, and take Keith Mitchell, who's really good off the tee um, and is pretty good scoring. Eagles, birdies, and I think he could get out of this group. I have a Ricky Fowler. He needs this to get to the Masters, so. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Billy Horschel. He has he also has success here in the past. I believe he won, right? Yeah, 2000, yep. 2021 champion Billy Horschel is Tim's pick, and my pick, Ricky Fowler. You know, he, he's so much on the line for him this week and next week. He needs a super high finish this week in order to get that invitation to Augusta, which would get him in the top 50 in the world. And next week, you know, he's basically got to go out there and win it if he doesn't perform this week. So I'm going to take Ricky Fowler as the dark horse to make it out of Group 2. Group three, the always stellar Rory McIlroy. 
Keegan Bradley, 2011 PGA champion. Denny McCarthy, one of the best putters on tour. And Scott Stallings, who's kind of revamping his career here the last couple of years. Who do you like out of group three? Uh, I like Denny McCarthy. I think this is another difficult one, but uh, Denny can putt basically with anyone uh, on tour. And it's going to be hard to get through Rory, but I think Denny can do it. I got a Rory Macri. He's just so consistent. I'll go with Rory too, even though like it says he's the three. He's he's playing like a one. Him, Rom, and Scheffler right now are just all at the top of their game, and I think Rory can get through this group. Yeah, it's so exciting to watch just Rory and Rom and Scheffler when they're all playing in the same event. Like it's it's just great to watch him. But my pick is not going to be Rory McIlroy. I'm taking Keegan Bradley to make it out of Group Three. He's a proven veteran on the PGA Tour. Obviously, he has a win already this year. And, you know, it's a veteran's course. It's a, an experience-type course. And, and no one game is tailored to fit the mold of what is Austin Country Club. So I'm going to take Keegan Bradley to make it out of Group 3, which leads us to Group 4, the four-seed Patrick Cantley, FedEx Cup winner and PGA Tour Player of the Year a couple years ago. Brian Harmon, KH Lee, and Nick Taylor. Who comes out of Group 4? I think it's Cantley, and I think this is the easiest group by a bit. Uh Harmon's, I think, okay, but I don't think he scores to keep up with Cantlay here. Yeah, I think Cantlay uh, takes away with this one. I like Brian Harmon. He's a uh, a good player, very uh, confident, and I think he can win this one. Yeah, uh, Brian Harmon. He's always kind of one of those like really. He's he's a consistency guy, and yeah. you know, consistency just kind of fuels you on any course, but it can really help you during the match play if you're consistently able to go out and shoot a good, make a good score on a hole. But, um, with that, I think I'm going to take Patrick Cantley. I think this is kind of a little bit of a layup of a group here, but we'll see if anybody else can make a little bit of noise and maybe take down Patrick Cantley in one of these uh, group stage matches on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So group five, one of the best groups this week. I think probably the most exciting group. Max Homa, the fifth seed, fresh off of his uh, couple wins at uh, at the Fortnite. And at the Farmers Insurance Open, he's been playing some great golf the last uh, couple months. Hideki Matsuyama, 2021 Masters Champion. Kevin Kisner, the match play assassin, 2019 champion at the Austin Country Club. And Justin Sue, the last man in the field, the 63 seed, ranked 77th in the world. You know, he's just trying to prove himself this week. So who do you guys have? Uh, I have Homa, and I think he rolls. I know Kisner's popular. He does really well here, but... Uh, my model, he ranks last in uh, three categories, um, and he's uh, in DFS. I'm seeing like 30% ownership on Kisner, which I think is just insane. Uh, so I'm going homo. Gotta take him. He's a match play assassin. Gotta take him. <laughs> he's ranked dead last. <laughs> um, I also have homo, but I think Kisner will give him a little run for his money. But homo's gonna take it away. Hideki's been playing pretty well these last couple weeks. The players, uh, I think Arnold Palmer before that, he had a good showing. So I'll go with Hideki. Yeah, you know, those those are some good picks, but I I can't stray away from the match play sass. And Kevin Kisner himself, you know, he he runner-up, losing to uh, Bubba Watson in the championship match 2018, comes back, wins it 2019. He makes it out of the group stage in 2021. And he makes it to the championship match just to lose to who was probably the hottest player in the world at the time, Scotty Scheffler. So, you know, Kisner, he can, he's, he's a match play guy, and he's proven that. And his two President's Cup showings, you know, 2017 at Liberty National and, and last year at Quail Hollow, 
So I'll take Kisner out of group five. Group six, Xander Shoffley, Tom Hoagie, Aaron Wise, Cam Davis. Who takes it? I'm really excited for this one. Uh, I'm going to go with two guys here because I can't pick. Hoagie, uh, number one in approach, number uh, one in eagles, three in birdies. I think he has a really good chance of making a run here. Uh, and then Cam Davis, I like too. Um, played really, really well recently uh, after a horrific start to the season, but I think he scores really well too. Yeah, so I think he missed five cuts in a row did, up until Sawgrass. I believe he had health issues, he came out and said. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says since he got those resolved, he's uh, he's been playing really well. So I got Cam Davis. You know, he's playing really hot right now. I'll go with Xander. I mean, he's the sixth best player in the world. I think he can uh, – Win this group easily. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Xander. He's a really consistent, really, really consistent guy. I think his game matches up nice with Tom Hoagie, so that's going to be a really interesting match to watch, whichever day that is, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So it should be really fun to watch Group Six, Group Seven. Will Zalatoris have the Englishman Ryan Fox, uh, Harris English, and Andrew Putnam. Who do you guys having? Have taking group seven. Uh, I love Zalatoris here. I think he's he's really good off the tee. Um, and I know he's been inconsistent recently, but I think his swing is back. I got Zalatoris too. I have Harris English. He has Ryder Cup experience, good match play. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Harris English. You know, I think he's Mr. Consistent in this group at least and one of the more consistent players on the PGA Tour. Proved himself in a match play format, 2021 Ryder Cup. Uh, so I'll take Harris English out of group seven. And group eight. Uh, Victor Hovland, who's one of those guys who's a long bomber on the PGA Tour. This could potentially be a good course for him, or it could just eat him alive. We'll see. Chris Kirk, fresh off his win a couple weeks ago at PGA National at the Honda Classic. Siwoo Kim and Matt Kuchar, the veteran who is always seemingly advancing to the round robin at the Austin Country Club. Who do you guys have? Uh, I got Hovland. I think he he doesn't even need to putt uh, to do real well which I think is really special. Um, it kills me not to take Siwoo, but, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got Hovland, too, yeah. I'll I'll go with Matt Kuchar. He, he also has some success. He's a veteran, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Group 8 is really interesting. I mean, you've got uh, some young guys. You've got some um, – you know, young guys, there's veterans. It's an interesting mix of players taking place in Group 8. So I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Kirk. I think he's rounding into form. He had a win a couple weeks ago at PGA National. Uh, and, and I think his game and his swing is just pretty tailored to being able to kind of make make his make a, his way out of Group 8 at, at the Austin Country Club. So... With that, Group 9, Colin Morikawa, two-time major champion. Jason Day, two-time winner of this event in 2014 and 2016, the first year that it was at the Austin Country Club. Adam Svensson and Victor Perez, who made it pretty far in 2019, if I remember uh, correctly, or 2021, whichever year it was, Victor Perez made it pretty far at the at the match play a couple years ago, so he's also a good candidate to watch. Who do you guys have in Group 9? Jason Day, he's one of the hottest golfers in golf right now. Uh Top six in his last six, or top twenty. I mean, in his last six events, with four top tens. Um, I think he steamrolls this group. Got Jason Day. He's playing really well right now, and he has experience in this golf course. I'll go Colin Morikawa. Good iron player. Kind of found something at the players, even though he kind of fell off later in the weekend. I'll go with Morikawa. Yeah, and it's it's an iron players course for sure at uh, the 
Austin Country Club, and but I'm going to take Jason Day. You know, he's he, he's my guy for the prop bets later on in the show that you'll hear. So I'm really going to go for Jason Day to win Group Nine and potentially uh, make a, a pretty good showing this week. You know, he played pretty well at Sawgrass a couple weeks ago. He's kind of rounding into form, getting that swing back after he had some back issues uh, the last couple of years. So I'll take Jason Day out of Group Nine. With that Group 10, kind of a little bit of a layup here. You have Tony Finau, Kurt Kitayama, fresh off his win at Bay Hill in the Arnold Palmer a few weeks ago, Adrian Mironk, and Christian Bezadenhout, who played on the President's Cup team. Some match play experience there. Who do you guys have? I think this is between Finau and Kitayama. I don't think Mironk and Seabez uh, have, ch- have any chance, really. Um, and I'm going to go Kitayama because I think he can score really well. I'm not worried about his triple bogeys coming because he just loses that one hole. Uh, so I think he can at least win two, and who knows what happens in one match with Finau. Anything can happen. I got Finau. He's always in like the mix for top ten, so I think he easily wins this group. Yeah, Finau, Ryder Cup experience, veteran player. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Tony Finau. I think he's got a pretty con- the most consistent game out of uh, anybody in this group. You know, He's proven himself. He's a, he's a Ryder Cup guy. He's played the match play. Pretty well the last few times he's played it, so I'll go ahead and take Tony Finau. With that, we move on to Group 11, the defending U.S. Open champion at the Los Angeles Country Club, the winner of the 2022 version at the Country Club, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. He is the 11th seed, headlining Group 11. Sahith Gala, Minwoo Lee, fresh off a pretty good showing at Sawgrass, the Players' Championship a few weeks ago, and the man who is defending next week at the Valero Texas Open, J.J. Spawn. Who do you guys have in Group 11? I'm going Minwoo Lee purely based off his look, his confidence. Um, I think he just has the swagger it takes to go one-on-one with all these guys. I got Tagiliala. Yeah, I'll go with Tagala too. Fitzpatrick, just he, has, he isn't really in form right now. He hasn't been playing that great recently. Yeah, I'll go ahead and back you up on Minwoo Lee. I think he's, he's, he's in form. You know, Matt Fitzpatrick hasn't really been uh, in that grade of form, you know, his 11th seed is by virtue of him just kind of being there in the world rankings. He hasn't really played that well this year. So I'll go ahead and take Minwoo Lee. J.J. Spawn also pretty interesting. You know, he's defending next week. He's, he's a proven winner on the PGA Tour. So interesting group there. Group 12, the Dallas, Texas native and Texas Longhorn Jordan Spieth should be a fan favorite this week. Shane Lowry, the 2019 Open champion, and Taylor Montgomery and Mackenzie Hughes round out the group for Group 12. Who do you guys have in this one? Uh, it's hard not to take Spieth in Austin, um, but I just don't think he's consistent enough. I'm going to go Montgomery over Lowry uh, in a close call. I think Montgomery just scores really, really well and has the ability to birdie 80% of these holes, so I'm going to take him. I got Spieth. He's from Texas, went to Texas. I think he's going to have all, all the fans to back him up. I'll go uh, Shane Lowry. Uh, I think he also has some experience, and he's my pick. Yeah, I mean, his game kind of is is contoured for this type of course. You know, he's not a super long hitter, which can really kind of help him, but i got to take Jordan Spieth. He's a fan favorite. You know, he's been kind of rounding in form lately. Pretty good showing at the Valspar, except for the putter was a little cold, and I thought he was going to lose it there. First couple holes on the back nine last Sunday, but he didn't and ended up uh, with a with a pretty solid finish at uh, a T3 at the Valspar. So I'm going to take Jordan Spieth out of group 12, which leads us to group 13. Sam Burns, Seamus Power, Adam Scott, the always reliable Adam Scott, and Adam Hadwin, who wins group 13. I'm actually going to change my pick here and go Sam Burns. Uh, 
I don't really like anyone that much in this group, but I just think Burns is the most talented, so I'm going to take him. I'm going to go with Adam Scotch because he's reliable. I'll go Adam Scott as well. Yeah, uh, times three for Adam Scott. I, I think he's just he's a proven veteran, and, I mean, that's really going to help him with the experience on this course. You know, the Seamus Power, Adam Hadwin, uh, and Sam Burns, all like some, some really young guys who maybe don't have a lot of match play experience, and having the experience in this type of format really, really helps. So I'll take Adam Scott to win group 13. Leads us to group 14, Tyrrell Hatton, Russell Henley, Lucas Herbert, and a newcomer, Ben Griffin, rookie on the PGA Tour, getting into the match play. Who do you guys have? Uh, I'm stuck between Hatton and Griffin. Both are playing really well right now. Um, I'm going to go Hatton, but I love Griffin uh, in DFS for his price as well. I got Griffin. I think he's going to shock a lot of people and put his name on the map more. I got Tyrrell Hatton, English player, Ryder Cup. He has that fire in him that is really uh, useful in a match play setting, so I'll take Tyrrell. Yeah, and you kind of hit on it because the attitude and the competitiveness is crucial this week, but sometimes I can get the best of Tyrrell Hatton, so I'll go ahead out on a limb and take Russell Henley, Henley excuse me, the 31st seed in the WGC Dell Tech match play this week. He is my winner of Group 14. Group 15, reigning Tour Rookie of the Year, Cameron Young, fresh off of a caddy change, hiring Webb Simpson's former caddy, Paul Tesori. Sepp Straka, Corey Connors, who made it all the way to the Final Four last year, uh, beating Dustin Johnson in the Constellation match, and Davis Thompson, who wins Group 15, guys? Uh, I think Cam Young. I think he's a putter away from being um, in that top three group with Rory um, and Scheffler and Rahm. I really think he's that good. And I think Paul Tesori, he's really improved uh, golfers' putters, and that happens a lot with caddies. Uh, you get a caddy change, and you begin to putt. Um, so I think he can make a real run here, and I really think that caddy change is going to benefit him. I got Corey Connors. He finished top four last year. I think he's going to want to try to win this one. Yeah, I'll go Connors as well. Uh, he has some success here in Austin, so hopefully he can – Back that up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, great showing last year. He just unfortunately ran into Kevin Kisner in the semifinal matches, who ended up uh, losing to Scotty Scheffler in the final match last year. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and take Corey Connors. His only PGA Tour win comes uh, in Texas at the Valero Texas Open, which is next week. So I think he's got a lot of. Uh, he, he's really improved his game since coming in as a Monday qualifier and winning that event, which almost never happens on the PGA Tour. That was 2019, and he's blossomed into a top. 30 player in the world since. So I'll take Corey Connors out of group 15 and group 16, Sung JM, the always reliable Sung JM. Tommy Fleetwood still looking for that first PGA Tour victory, coming off a great showing at the Valspar. JT Poston and Maverick McNeely, who takes group 16, guys? I love Fleetwood. Um, I think he's playing really good golf. I don't think Sung J is, compared to a lot of these one seeds, as is that good. Um, and I just think Fleetwood uh, can get this done. He's very intense golfer, too. I think playing with him is going to be fun to watch. I got Fleetwood. He's playing really hot right now. I'll take uh, – I'll you know what? I'll also take Fleetwood. He, he's pretty good in these uh, scenarios. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Tommy Fleetwood. You know, I, I hate to stray away from the, the accuracy and consistency guys like Sung J.M., but I think the stamina is really going to come into play this week. And, you know, he's one of those – Sung JM, that is. He's one of those like kind of Iron Man type guys that play on the PGA Tour. He's out there every single week, it seems. So I think the stamina is really going to come into play. I think Tommy Fleetwood takes group 16. So 
With that, we now move on to our one and done picks. So the way that the one and done is going to work is we are each going to take one player in the field this week. That is for the WGC Dell Tech match play. And we are going to take that player and the amount of money that they win this week. It's a, it's a guaranteed money, no cut event. So everybody's going to win something. The amount of money that that player wins will be compounded onto a different player that we will pick each week, and whoever has the most money that their players have won at the end of the season will win the one-and-done picks. So, Jack, who is your one-and-done for the WGC Deltek match play this week? Uh, I'm going Cam Young. I really, really believe in him, um, and I think he gets the putter improved and can win this thing. I'm going to go with Tony Finau. He's always in a mix of like top 10, so I think he gets it done today. Uh, I got Corey Connors. He had the uh, third place uh, last year, so hopefully he can do something similar this year. Yeah, my, my one-and-done pick, everybody's kind of going with, with younger guys, guys that are longer hitters on the tour, maybe not Corey Connors, but a little bit younger of a guy. I'm going Keegan Bradley purely because of his veteran experience. I think he can uh, c- come out of his group victorious. You know, he's got a pretty good match play record. He's a Ryder Cup guy. He's a President's Cup guy. He's a major champion winner. Major championship winner, excuse me. So I'm going Keegan Bradley for my one and done, which leads us to our prop bets for the week because we all love sports betting out there. So, Jack, your favorite prop bets for the week, what do you got? I like uh, Hovland top four plus 550, Hatton top four plus 650, and Hoagie top two uh, plus 3,500, and then Hatton to win. I also have a little sprinkle on. I got Connors to make the quarterfinals at plus 470. And I'll take uh, Hatton as the top Euro. I feel like there are bigger names like Rory and John Rahm, but maybe they get later in this tournament and they're like, I mean, you don't really, you want to win this event, but it's not something you're like, oh, I got to win the match play. Right, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. hungrier like Hatton may, may yeah. be able to uh, advance. At, the, at this point in the season, everybody's kind of set their sights on Augusta. That, that's yeah. obviously the big one, the first major. My favorite prop bet for the week, I'm going the Aussie and the two-time champion of this event, Jason Day. To go four up at any point in his round one match versus Adam Svensson at plus 155 odds. And I'm also taking him to win his group at plus 180 odds. His group includes Colin Morikawa, Adam Svensson, and Victor Perez. So there are our favorite prop bets for the week, our one-and-done picks. Who we think is going to advance at the WGC Dell Technologies match play, which our next episode we will kind of go through that and we're going to dissect everything that happened it's going to be a wild week on the pga tour and we will also preview the valero texas open coming up next week it's everybody's last chance to earn that elusive invitation to augusta national so make sure to tune in for that thank you all so much for listening and catch us every week for the remainder of the season and make sure to check out all of impact 89 fm's other podcasts this has been the long drive on impact 89 fm